Can I have my? I just want my spot. Give me my spot. I don't, I've sat Do you here not all want to season. say the word please? That's I've, what I'd say. I've sat here all season, and I've been banging in goals, and I need to sit here again, dude. So but just, are you going to ask kindly? Are you going to say please? I'd leave. <laughs> That's so bananas. You oh, wow. I would be like, all right, dude, my bad. You're right. You've been banging in goals. Either way, my point being, this should never come to that. That's ridiculous. It's. I mean, it's absolutely petty of him as one of the star it's strikers petty of you on the too. team. It wasn't me. It's and also, you're part of it. You and also, no, we don't know if it was a player or a manager. It does not say. Player no one or manager, said it. the situation could have been simply diffused if you just you're got up ma- and moved. You're spots. a manager. You are a manager. You're not going to move for a player. You're the manager, man. Come on, you can't let that shit go down. There's no way it was a manager. Well, also, there's no reason for him to ask like a like a like a like a wild man. You don't know the day the guys had. I don't care what day he's had. That's unexcusable. I want to know what the people think. This is bananas. This is wild. On today's Footy Corner, is Edinson Cavani the answer to all of Ole's driving issues as the veteran striker helps lead United to victory? Klopp is not happy with the scheduling, and Liverpool fans are unamused with VAR as the Reds are held to a draw. Leicester are shocked at home against Fulham, and no one scores at Stamford Bridge in a Mourinho stamp match, and Arsenal stink. Along with the typical predictions, comments, and of the week, Fantasy Corner, and Gambling Corner, next. And we are back on the footy corner. Arine, how's everything going? Things going good. How are you? Not too bad. The week's flown on me. It's gone fast. It's fast, but it's, it's already been, Friday. I feel like this week has been a lot mentally. I don't know why. Well, yeah. I mean, if you have a lot going on, yeah. it could be a lot mentally. But, you know, for in, in my typical world, it just kind of lags. And this week's been fast, and we only have three weeks till our, our winter break. It's that so. time of the year, too, where there's like three hours of daylight. So that's always great. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> it's, that's, that's the toughest part. The toughest part is having that and then trying to get out and like yeah. go for a walk or a run. But yeah, but, you like, got to time it. Yeah, I mean, because it's, and, I don't know, there's something about cold weather and darkness. It, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask you a question. Are you the type that, like, this is going to sound wild, but, like, you just kind of have to poop before you work out? Yeah. 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 You got to have an empty stomach. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, man. So, like, you're really restricted. Like, if you're, <laughs> like you know what I it's mean? It's a problem? I, it's, I mean, recently, yeah, because I haven't been eating as much as I should. And if I do eat, it's, well, what we have on the counter right now. Yeah. Um, which is Cheetos, jalapeno, crunchies. Yeah. Fire, by the way. Good purchase by you. Yeah. I, I didn't know you had this in you. I also had the mesquite barbecue chips, but those are gone. Well, yeah. predicted. Usually oh. when I come here, it's, there's empty boxes or empty bags, but... Yeah. It was interesting. There were some Cheetos in this thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going full tilt with that because after this week, diet starts. Okay. Working out, I should say. I'm still going to intake a lot of calories, so... but. Yeah, it's getting cold and, and, and whatnot, which is actually, I prefer that when I'm running. I like that more than warm, I think. Yeah, but darkness. I don't mind it during the yeah, day. Sucks, I don't like yeah. the darkness. Is it because it like creeps you out? Maybe. I don't know. There's some aspect to it. It's just not. Yeah, Sometimes I, I like it, but others I don't. I think the city looks cooler at night. I agree. It, it also feels a little less safe. 
<laughs> no? Like, yeah, I mean, it's never really safer on here. As That's true, especially these days. It's been bananas. Yeah, bro, it'll be daylight, and uh, I'll get the alert. Some dude's walking around with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> like just or there's day- a fire on the tracks. Or- Which, I guess, for you southern people is like an everyday thing, but not, not, for, not yeah. for us. Not typical. <clears throat> but yeah. yeah, I mean, everything else is pretty good. We're, gonna, we're about to hit that time where we get snow. We've already had a couple flurries, but not really yet. And I don't mind it because I'm not driving a bunch. See, when you don't drive a lot, you don't mind it. It's I might go terrible. golfing again Saturday. Wow. That's bananas. Um, Is it going to be warm? I, I don't do know. Mean? I got offered it. You're going to snow golf? I'm going to see. I mean, because I'm going back to Naperville for the weekend. So, okay. Um, my friend was like, how about golfing Saturday? I was like, I'll let you know. We'll see. Are you going back every weekend? No. Okay. Because um, I was going to say, I was like, we got to watch our games and lay the bets down, man. That's no. like, for me, during the week, I get so caught up in the sauce Sometimes you'll be like, "Oh, did you like? Did you guys bet on this game or that game?" And I'm like, at this point, no, I'm, I'm only good for not you. Not that you do it. I'm talking about like you know oh, people in yeah. our chats. Yeah, we know people. We know people. Shout out, Jerem. Uh, <laughs> that you know ask about bets and like I give advice, but I find myself during the week, like you. If you look at my betting history, it's blank. And then on the weekends, that's when I have you know, I, and I don't even go bananas. It's just more than the normal week. Like yeah. I lay like four or five down, what I feel good about, and then there we go. That's I'm it. I'm a serial gambler, but I'm usually in the positives. So that's well, because you pick UFC UFC bets that you know are going to hit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, shall we get to the to the soccer? Um. Yeah. By the way, he's the coach of of, of Arizona State, Herm Edwards. Yeah. Yeah. Football. Team. I didn't he's know been that. In for Two years now? This is, yeah, third season. No fucking way. I heard he was, yeah, I heard he had a bad, like, he was hospitalized with COVID is what I thought. What I heard. Oh, so it's good to see him. He looks older. Shout out Herm Edwards. You play to win the game. Yeah. Hello. I thought he had retired. That's wild. Yeah. So, so shall we get to the? Yeah. So we're going to get to the soccer. Now, I will say for both of our teams, the week was a lot better than the weekend. But unfortunately, we're talking about the Premier League and not Champions League or Europa League. Yeah. So let's buckle in. But first, we'll start with... Kind of what I think is the wild game of the weekend. Southampton 2, Manchester United 3. Uh, Bednarik and Ward-Prowse scoring for the Saints in the first, only to be answered by Bruno and a Cavani brace. His last one scoring in the 90-plus-2 minute. Uh, Manchester United is the first side to win four away matches in a row after trailing in each of them. And now they've won eight, eight in a row away, which you'd normally think if a team's doing that, they're in first. They're atop the league. Ole and the Red Devils are not. Uh, the main thing I want to bring up, first of all, we'll, we'll start with United since we're talking about them. Edison Cavani coming on as a sub, scoring a couple goals. If you're Ole, I mean, so so when he came in the league, it's like, is he going to be like Falcao was when he was with United? So far, it's not looking like it. It's early days. But if you're Ole, do you start Edison Cavani in the next match? Yeah, I think you consistently start him. But here's where I think people get like a little... That's a little bit of a wild comparison. Because if people remember when Falcao went to United, he already was facing a lot of injury troubles and was, had an unsuccessful spell or end of spell wherever he was before that. Maybe Was it Monaco? Monaco? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I think maybe people mix them up because they look alike <laughs> like a little bit with the long hair. And they're both South American. Yeah, and they're both South American. But here's the difference is that um, Cavani never really stepped off the gas pedal, never really was injured. Um, I mean, he's someone that's really taking care of himself and and consistently scored on... I mean, they were really good teams, but, I mean, he's someone that consistently scored. And, I mean, Falcao lost his pace, whereas Cavani never really did. He's he, he's still really good. Um, and I think United could use him in, in their lineup, someone that knows what it takes to be on a successful team in, in multiple leagues. 
he's good for his country too. And, um, I think he works well with that team and that system. I think he works well. In it. He's one of the most underrated strikers in the world, next to Giroud, in my opinion. It's mm-hmm. just his wages are just very high. And that's why a lot of people maybe batted an eye and were like, oh, he's not worth it. But they forget he scored a lot of goals, and I think it didn't get a lot of attention because, well, he's doing it in France. And, and you know, Mbappe and Neymar kind of take the headlines on that team in that league. But, yeah, I think they should start them more often. I mean, I know United has a lot of exciting youth and you want to start them because they're, you know, academy products or whatnot. But I think you go with the proven guy here who, you know, there's no weakness in in (laughs) Falcao in Cavani's game. You know what I mean? He's maybe got one or two more good years in it. Might as well use it and and use these younger guys in – as subs or league game, league cup games, FA cup games, you know, whatnot. I mean, what, what do you think about it? Well, as much as I like to disagree with you, for anyone wondering, go back to our last last podcast for the 10-minute stretch. We talked about Mikel Arteta. Yeah. I have to agree with you on this one, that Edison Cavani is showing that he not only still has it to some extent, I mean, he's not what he was maybe four or five years ago, but for the team, for someone that Bruno can give the ball to that could finish. I mean, he's the end product of what Bruno can provide. So, I mean, if you ask me, I think he's the perfect pickup for them. You need to ride him while he's hot. Yeah. Put him in. He's only another cool stat I found about him. He he came in the second half. He's yeah. only the th- the second Manu player involved in a three goal, like he's involved in three goals. He had two goals and an assist in a Premier League game after coming on as a sub. Wow. Only the second one. Can you name who the other one was? No, it was in 1999. I mean, I, no, I was four. This is manager. Maybe three. Ole. Oh, wow. Ole came in as a sub and scored four goals against wasn't Nottingham that, Forest in 1999. Wasn't that Ole's role um, on that United team? Yeah. He was so, a sub, super sub or whatever. So Ole might want to think about this, but I think you play him now. My question is, if you do that, Tony had to come off for him, your boy, Tony Martial. Who's the odd man out if this happens? Is it Tony? Is it Mason Greenwood? Do you move Martial to the it's wing? It's Mason Greenwood, and you move Martial to the wing. Okay, I think that's what it is because right. Martial because Martial is kind of at his peak. And at, look, don't get me wrong, Greenwood's an amazing player, but I wouldn't rate him as high as Rashford or um, or that any of the other strikers. You know, he's still young and can learn a lot and and watch and still play in in, in certain games as a sub and whatnot. But right now, while you have Cavani. While you're paying him this much and he's actually performing and up for it, why not give him a go? I think it only helps you more. Okay, yeah. Uh, so this United team, last thing I want to ask, do you feel better about them after this performance, after maybe solving a striker issue? I know or, they have. I, in my honest opinion, they have the players. They have the talent there. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of their players are a little underrated. Do you notice that this that thing was, keeps lagging? That was wild. Your computer is having a I don't know if it's going to pick up. Should we? <laughs> it's... Is it picking us up still, you think? All right, folks, we'll, we'll check in on this. Should we check in on this, see if it's been... I think it's good. Go, hold on. Let's call a TV timeout here. We'll be <laughs> okay. right back, folks. And, and we're back. It so works. we're good. Yeah. His Just, computer's not dead. I need to get a new one, but... All right, the last see. thing I wanted to say before we move on. So United, we talked a little bit about there. Just one quick thing. James Ward-Prowse with another free kick goal. Is he the best since, since David Beckham? Okay, first of all, wow, that was wild. <laughs> on free kicks, on free kicks. I don't think, look, Beckham wasn't like a goal scorer on free kicks. I mean, he was good at it, but I think I don't. I think there are better people after him. Coutinho could be mentioned in that, I think. Christian Eriksen could be mentioned in that. There are a couple of guys I think that were better than Beckham was a good, he, he crossed it in the box well. Okay. Think, you know, 
Um, but yeah, I think James Ward Prowse, as far as striking it on net, is I think he's the best I've seen. Like in how many years? Or ever? in the Premier League ever? But wow. I could I, I'd say like obviously the Ronaldo's and Messi's. Actually, Ronaldo might have been better. Yeah. I don't know because okay. Ronaldo and Messi are absolutely disgusting when it comes down to that stuff. So okay, all right, it's well. almost a lock when they go in. But Ward Prowse, he has like four free kick goals already this yeah. year, so yeah. he might be better than them. Honestly, yeah. yeah. So you can't really fault the United <laughs> keeper. That yeah. was that was hard. That was, no. He went into the net. So yeah, no, no, no. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't Dea, right? They switched up the goalie at wasn't it Henderson? Maybe. Oh well, I, well whatever. We'll watch to see what happens. Southampton, not a terrible showing. Um, so we'll move on from the there. Boys. But also shout out to Christian Eriksen. He's rumored to be coming back to the Premier League. So we'll to see. Your team. Yeah. So we'll see. Arsenal. We'll start. We'll bring back the transfer corner pretty soon. We're getting close to January. And, see, I don't get Inter Milan. Do you? I, I don't. These guys go there for a couple years and then leave. Like, why not stay there? Like, Inter Milan is one of those clubs I thought that was like, you know, one of those world teams. Yeah, that I don't sense. know. Also, I was going to mention this. Edinson Cavani is one of those strikers that always seems to deliver. Like, he, I put him in the Zlatan category. Like, he'll score, but Zlatan's more of a vocal guy. But, like, he'll just, he's just like a, a great A-like poacher. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. put him on any team, I think he'll find the back of the net. There are well, a couple guys that, I mean, people could, could tweet at us and let us know at the footy corner, too. Um, what If they can name someone kind of similar to that. You know, okay, just yeah. a great. I mean, Benzema also comes to my mind when I think of those types of players. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned a few. Let's bring it to a team that has one of them. You mentioned Olivier Giroud. Chelsea in this match. Oh, that's yeah. I totally forgot. Chelsea in this match was zero zero with Tottenham. Giroud, shout out to him for scoring four in Champions League. He had, you know, side note on him. He has more goals in Spain than Eden Hazard does since he joined Real Madrid. So shout out to Olivier Giroud. Uh, so, but this match. Was nil nil between Chelsea and Tottenham. There was a VAR goal that was pulled back. Timo Werner did hit one off the post and went in, but he was offside, correctly called. But you know what played Chelsea dagger. So this was the battle of of uh, the Fratellis versus Darude. It was Chelsea dagger Who was against Sandstorm. Chelsea, Chelsea, they play Chelsea dagger when they score. That's so it's, it's Chelsea dagger versus Sandstorm. Well, uh, obviously we're going to be biased. Whose goal song are you taking before Chelsea we talk dagger. about Chelsea dagger? Okay. Black Hawks <laughs> Yeah, so um, it was nice not to and hear I think, Sandstorm. I think I would take that regardless of being a Hawks fan. Just mm-hmm. because I told you it's a meme. Yeah. And um, Chelsea Dagger just seems very fitting for the team. I mm-hmm. think it's a cool thing. Yeah. Well, and, and in terms of the action itself, uh, it was it was basically what you'd expect from Mourinho. Like, park back. Chelsea tried to attack. Lampard threw the forces in. Of course, nothing happened. It was a chippy game. There were six yellow cards. Um, so the ref was quite busy there. And in the end, obviously, Chelsea and Tottenham continue to have the longest unbeaten runs in the Premier League. Chelsea at eight games, Tottenham at nine games. Uh, before we get into a little bit more of the semantics of the match, who do you think the result helped a little more? Who would you be ha- I mean, if you were Tottenham or Chelsea? Are you happier either way? Um, I don't know. What about what do you think? Um, I mean, I, I might say Tottenham because they sat back and they were. I think their goal is to hit on the counter. And they did what I, Mourinho teams do, and, and they're on the they were the away team. Yeah, right? I, would, so. I would say Tottenham, if anyone, just because if you're the home team in those matches, mm-hmm. I think the tie goes to your disadvantage. Because, I mean, realistically, if you're Arsenal, right? If you put in your put in your shoes, mm-hmm. um, if you were to go to Chelsea or Chelsea, 
Yeah. Wouldn't you be happy with a draw? Yep, I always am. Only as opposed draw to, at a as opposed team. as opposed if it was zero zero at Arsenal, wouldn't you be like a little yeah. more correct? Not upset, but you'd be like, ah, we could have gotten three points there. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then they're probably ruining their chances. Chelsea was just whipping in cross after cross, which makes you wonder they could have used. And, and it's so funny. I was watching the match, and I'm like, this would be so much better for Chelsea if Olivier Giroud, especially against uh, Ro- uh, Roden, the, the center back of Tottenham, making his debut. He would have eaten him up, but Tammy Abraham started, you know, didn't didn't get quite. He missed one of one chance. Giroud did come in and had a really good chance at the end, tried to chip the keeper. That didn't work, but you might think th- think things might have gone different with Olivier Giroud in this match. You know, it's really funny. You talked about him. I was thinking about this today. A player like Olivier Giroud would thrive today. So, like, what I'm saying is, you know, now he's in his 30s, yeah. right? Five, six years ago... It was a little different. The number 10 meant more, and then you had, a, you had to have a mobile striker. Nowadays, if you can whip crosses into a, to a big striker, have a good target man, and have good wingers, that seems know. to be I, the place see, today. I think you got it wrong, honestly. I think, I think you got it flip-flopped. No, it Maybe to, it's, I think it's because of the way Arsenal plays. But what I'm saying, no, what I'm saying is Arsenal's gotten it wrong. Like, they would have been better off if they had Giroud now. For and then them. back then had a mobile striker. I think most teams now, though, I, I hate to say, it, I think a lot of successful teams right now are going with the whole mobile striker type deal. I look at the p- play teams with the poacher strikers. I can't think of a team really that's really not good a poacher. poacher hold up play, a hold up play guy. Or if if he doesn't hold get a, pl- if he doesn't do the hold up, he's at the end of a header. Okay, you know, a guy yeah. that's going to be tall can, and bring it down. That's Olivier Giroud. Yeah. yeah. And the problem for a team like Arsenal or anyone's, I feel like back then it wasn't used because the number ten. Would you agree that the number 10 player doesn't have as much effect on the game as they used to? Well, number 10 is also in charge of hold-up play, so that's where I'm kind of confused with this because well, that's what a 10 is really used yeah, for. Yeah, but you don't see many of them these days. It's a lot of 4-3-3s now. You don't see a lot of 4-2-3-1s uh, anymore, yeah. which some teams would benefit from doing that. You're right. Art, like, for instance, my team would probably benefit from having a guy play the 10. But uh, I think but yeah. more teams are going with the mobile striker, but I do mm-hmm. think there's a higher success rate, I think, if you – have the good combination of wingers and, and mm-hmm. insane goal scorer, striker, or whatever. Yeah. The guy that could just like put in a cross from the most ridiculous angle, which is like what I think Giroud is. But mm-hmm. you're right, he can hold up the play really well too. That's those are the two things he's really good at. Yeah. Like he just holds the ball up, passes it, and then just goes in the middle of the box and then just waits, I think. I don't yeah. know. I mean it, it's so good now if you're Lampard, do you play Abraham or Giroud up the middle? Or neither and play Werner and play other guys out wide. I don't know. That's tough. <laughs> it's a maybe, tough maybe it choice. depends on the team. Yeah, like if you got if you're playing a team with like big ass fucking guys, maybe you want to go with um, the shorter lineup to just beat them on pace. But if you're dealing with like maybe against like a, a garbalish type, you want to play Giroud. I don't yeah. know. I play Giroud against teams that park against you, and then if you're playing against teams that yeah. don't that play a high line, then you play a uh, you know someone like Werner, Werner and or Abraham. Happy. Abraham's kind of the odd one out, in my opinion. I hate to say it, but because mm-hmm. I think he's good, it's just Warner seems like that. You know, the, what you described as the mobile kind of kind of do it all ten. Yep, he is. Whereas, and then Giroud's like the the guy, the poacher guy that we were also talking about. Whereas Abraham, I don't really know. I don't know if he's really established the type of striker he is. Yeah. You know, I yeah. think he, look, he finds the back of the net. I think, but I don't think he's as successful as those guys, or you know, really trumps them in any any. St- skill that I can think of. Yeah. Well, both these teams with the draw 
21 points for Tottenham. They're in first. Chelsea sits in third. Again, I think, so I think Tottenham also favors this. If you look at their positions in the mm-hmm. table, I think this really helped Tottenham because Chelsea in third, Tottenham in... I mean, by by drawing, Tottenham stays in first. Yeah, right? and they also have a tough stretch of games, so they'll take that And Chelsea is going to stay up there with, with the big dogs, too. So mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, when you could share a point with them and, and you're already up on points on them, I think that's good. That's yeah. a good draw. Yeah, should be an interesting December for both teams. They both have interesting schedules. And Chelsea, a team that kind of, you know, loves scoring a lot. I think it, it's a good when you could hold them to zero. Yep. It definitely helps yeah, your confidence. that's true, for sure. Uh, yeah, and Edward Mendy with another clean sheet for Chelsea. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. we'll move on now to... Uh, I think I think people need to talk about him a lot more, too. Agreed. He's been a great signing. Much. You think they would have lost if Kepa was the keeper? Probably. Okay. So <laughs> let's go to. Even though I want to avoid this, we got Arsenal one, Wolves two. Uh, all the goals in the first half, but really one of the main stories in this uh, was the clash between David Luiz and Raúl Jiménez. I think it took over instead of the actual result, which is a bit wild. Yeah. I mean, well, did you? Were you watching the game first of all? That's my question. Okay. For anyone that watched the game, they show many of the replays of it, and you were like, ah, that didn't like look terrible it could have been more scary if you're watching it but if you were watching him if you heard the noise that the collision made it was absolutely nasty like when that noise was made i like i now still remember the noise that was made and i was just like oh that sounded horrendous mm-hmm. and everyone's waving the medical teams on uh Luis shouldn't have carried on I, I mean everyone's talking about it so we don't have to get too much in depth i saw on it. i saw him walking away but he he shouldn't have played he was bleeding right yeah and, and I that's mean, why he was they clearly his head. concussed. He was oh, bleeding okay. the whole half. He played for a half. And I'm not saying this just to make get on his case again. But, I mean, some of those goals, I, I don't know if he knew where he was, to be honest with you. You know, like, I, you could say that's typical David Luiz, but, you know, he looked a bit hesitant. I don't think he should have been on the pitch after that. Uh, you know, prayers to Raul Jimenez, fractured skull. Um, we'll have to see. I don't, I mean, someone like Ryan Mason never played again after it. I think he tried to play. He did, but it was it was he tough. So out, yeah. someone like Raul, you you kind of you, you hope that he can because yeah. he's so good and he's so fun to watch. Um, so you know, hopefully it works out for him. Getting the match itself, George, uh, do you have anything to say about that incident before getting the no. match itself? I think it's important to say again, um, Wolves did a good job of taking their chances. Uh, the Wolves are a team that when I watched them this when I watched them this year, they're not as good as they've they've been before like i actually even throughout the match thought arsenal was going to score again i kept thinking they would because wolves aren't as good defensively and you could tell they miss diego yota on offense but potence you know how i feel about him he's been pretty good his goal is pretty nasty and hey they did what they had to do wolves have 17 points which is their best start after 10 matches in the top flight since 1979-1980 so they're doing well um, what are your thoughts on Wolves before we get into Arsenal's issues? Um, I think they're dealing with, with their losses pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, Podence is, is surprising me as a very short fucking guy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have too much to, to say about them, honestly. You guys um, play them next, so you'll see them. Yeah, I think they're one of those teams that's hard at home mm-hmm. at their place, but then I think they, you know, I think they're a little easier when they're at your, at home. Yeah. Ah, uh, damn it. But so, yeah. yeah, their defense isn't terrible either. No, it's supposed to be really good. It's usually pretty stout, and and they did force a lot of crosses. But against a team like you guys who who don't mind crossing the ball, 
I think, you know, they might have some issues. But so their goal scorers, I, did, I think I forgot to say, were Nato and, and Potence, no, who have both been really good. Uh, Arsenal's goal coming from Gabriel, yep. who is, or Garbalish. It was, wow, a, real, it was a good header, too. It was. Well, uh, well aimed. It was. I mean, the guy, I mean, honestly, book. he's kind of doing it all right now. He's actually second on the team in goals. That's how That's bad two, they've right? been he has scoring. Two? Yeah. Okay. Which he's tied with Aubameyang for second in goals behind Lacazette, who has three. Aubameyang only has two league goals? Yep. That's how bad they are, man. Offensively, they only have, I think, 10 league well, goals and 10 say, matches. I hate to say it, but man, They're not he good. is getting up there in age. Yeah, well, you know, he, he is, and, and I feel like a situation like this is not helping him. Arsenal are off to their worst start in the top flight ever in the Premier League, and, and the worst since 1981-82. It's been really hard to watch. 13 points in, in 10 matches. Uh, you know, <laughs> My bathroom makes up. It does. I don't know if it just catches it, though. Does the mic catch it? Yeah, it does. It does? Okay. Uh, you know, it's getting to a stage where it's really bad. Um, but, again, as Arsenal fans, you, you're patient. But they're in 14th place right now after 10 games. I mean, this isn't just like five games. Oh, they're in 14th. It's okay. That's after 10 matches. They're in 14th place. Uh, you're Mikel Arteta. What are you doing right now to try to figure out what's going on with this team? Um... I don't know, man. I just, I'm not big. I'm really changing my position on on this guy, on mm-hmm. on Arteta. Um, I think the players, the, what he has at his hands right now, is better than what they're putting out there. A team that has given up more goals than scored this year and is 14th. Um, I mean, I don't think it's acceptable. Um, if you're really trying to progress as as Arsenal. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think he's putting out the right lineup. I just think whether it's strategy or getting the best out of your team, I don't think he's really doing either of those to the best. With this team beating, I get it's a bunch of farmers, but with the results they're putting up in Europa League, playing a bunch of their young guys, at this point, if you're him, do you just say, you know what, to some extent, in some positions, let me just throw them out there and see what they can do? Maybe, because it seems like he's... He can't motivate the senior players, like the senior, mm-hmm. senior players a lot, or maybe he needs to send a message to them. But um, maybe so, because I know Emil Smith-Rowe's playing good for Arsenal lately. Um, yeah, he came in and he scored today, actually. I mean, Saka's had glimpses of, of brilliance. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, there are a lot of good young guys there. Um, I think so, honestly. Um, I think he should. Yeah, I, I think this is a team that could, could really use... And, and I get – and you know what's funny? We had that debate on Mesut Ozil. And here's the thing. He shored up the defense enough that if you put Thomas Party in there, are you comfortable playing a guy like Ozil in front of him? Probably yes. Thomas Party, by the way, has been injured, which is wild because in his career, he's only been injured once before this. So it's a, that's a bit of bad luck. But at this point, you need any sort of creator. That's why you're hearing the links to uh, Sabazlai, Awar, and, and even Christian Eriksen as a cheap alternative mm-hmm. because they need a guy. Well, Awar is injured right now as well. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be able to get him. And even Sabazlai is becoming difficult. If you're an Arsenal fan, realistically, I know he's 28. A lot of people are complaining. But you really have no place to complain about getting someone if they do get someone like Christian Eriksen. Because they need someone to link it up. They actually, it's so desperate. Lacazette played the number 10 today. And you know what? <laughs> Honestly, you might as well try it. You might as well try it with a pacey well, uh, well, striker in front of As them. much as, look, I just don't think, um, I think you give it to the end of the year. And if they don't, honestly, if they don't improve and they finish below, I say top 10. Like, at what point are you like, look, he's had like two transfer windows and 
like they they're giving up more goals than they're scoring. Like at what point are you like where has he improved? Yeah, here's what I'll say: give him January, and then give him the summer. Like I don't like I don't know what what's this what style of, of play are they going for? Like has he established that? Yeah, he's trying to end up going four three three. He does not. Ha- I right, will tell you like, this. What, what's the- I'll tell you this right. He doesn't have the players to do that. And it is a team that was pressing a lot before, but they're not doing it as much anymore. So I don't know what's happened. I don't know if he just feels like he doesn't have the players. Here's what I will say. I, I will think, say I do, you I give still... him January. You have to. I mean, you have to because you cannot just keep recycling managers. You have to give him the summer window. If it starts out really – now, it all depends how the season ends. If they're outside the top ten by far, you might not give him the summer. I'll give you that. But even if they finish like eighth again. You give him the summer, and you really say, hey, these first two months, you better look a lot better. Otherwise, yeah, then we restart the project again. But It's just like I feel like I understand like if there's a project and they don't like get Champions League or whatever. I understand that. But there's got to be some sign of improvement, like something that makes you excited to watch the team. And like I feel like that's not there still. And he's been there for a minute. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like I still think Carl Ancelotti would have been a better hire because look who he's attracted at Everton and think of what he would have done with Arsenal in London. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, here's what I say. You know, you guys could have Hamas. Two months ago, (laughs) two months ago, he was looking great. And I think Carlo is someone that Ozil would would respect to the point where he'd listen to Carlo, whether he agreed or not. Yeah, and, and and vice versa. Honestly. Well, again, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wait to see what happens in January. I, I, you know, you have to be patient as a fan. And again, two months ago, this wasn't the discussion. It's, it's you know, this is so it's, it tells you progress isn't linear. It's going to be there are going to be ups and downs. You, I mean, you know, you saw it as up, a fan. Bro. No, 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 they won the FA Cup. Look, look, they won the FA Cup. Here's what I'm saying. They won the FA you Cup. You can't. I don't think you can compare this at all to Klopp, at all, because Klopp was progressing, and there's no progression with. With, uh, You're not telling me there was a moment that when they celebrated the draw against West Brom with Albion or whoever that was. Yeah, but here's the difference: we drew West Brom. I think you guys would like lose against West Brom. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it's not, it's not there. Okay, and, and like, we'll see. I, I, I agree. It's been a tough month. The style of play was implemented, and like you said, there really isn't a style of play being implemented. Like one day they're they're. They're pressing the next. They're not. Whereas Liverpool is like, all right, you know what's coming. They're gonna press. That's how we play. Well, again, they're score a lot of goals. Like that's just what it is. The, Was you don't know. You're saying they don't have the players, but he's had two windows to really fr- do stuff. I mean, the first window he came in. He was the manager ten days before the window opened. I'm not counting that window for him. Ten days before the window opened. So that's before the window even opened. Like, uh, yeah. Again, I'm not counting that. He needed. He, I mean, when you come in to manage a team, you're assessing your players. I mean, you're not gonna come in and be like, I'm gonna get this guy, this guy, this guy. He wanted to see what he had. He had the summer first and and they had six months or three, four months or whatever it was, three months. They didn't do anything. So, again, I I think it's important to be patient. I'm not saying it's the same as Klopp. I'm just saying in general right now, you have to see what's going to happen. Let's see what our take is in two, three months. We had a, we had a discussion about him last week. Yeah, we're going to bring this up. So we'll see. And the next one, I don't think it's going to be a good one. What do you mean in the next what? couple months i just don't think there's gonna be progress the last thing i want to mention though um i don't know if you saw at the very end of the or near the end uh adama trary ran into the box and holding took the ball off him and he went and and trary went flying a bit and he got a yellow card for diving um but if you listen to the audio real close uh you can hear rob holding uh yell uh he said something along the lines of, I have the quote here. Here we go. In the clip, you could hear him saying, he's built like a brick shithouse. How can he go like, how can he go down like that? <laughs> Fuck me. So if you listen, anyone that has a chance, go through, you'll be able to find it. You could probably YouTube it. We'll see if our intern can you know, retweet also, it. Also, um, 
like the class you mentioned mm-hmm. the, with the, the David Luiz, I, I forgot which game I was like, I was catching on a stream. It was like a Sky Sports stream. Mm-hmm. Those, the, the foreign channels or like the English channels pick up this, like the sound way better than like, and than Peacock. Yeah. Have you ever noticed that? Like tune in and you're like, you'll notice it. Like you're, you'll really hear the yelling. Whereas for sure. Peacock seems to like ignore it. I don't know. Yeah. Like block it out. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll listen in, I guess. Um, what streams do you watch? I don't know, but it always brings up Sky Sports or like, um, what's the other one? BBC sometimes. Okay. I don't know. I, I like those more because it's like they have like the announcers that used to play that we know mm-hmm. on the game, which is pretty cool. All right. Well, well yeah, listen in, folks. Uh, let us, well, let us know what you think. Well, was a push in this game, by the way. That's was. There you go. Brighton 1, Liverpool 1. Uh, Diego Yota with the Liverpool goal. And in the very dying seconds... Uh, Pascal Gross with the pen. Um, Mape missed a pen earlier in the game. Salah had a goal taken back because of VAR. Mane had a goal taken back because of VAR. Two things of note here. Uh, Jurgen Klopp, let me start with this one. You guys had the, I believe, the 6.30 game, or the 12.30 England time, right? The 12.30 Saturday game? Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jurgen Klopp was not very happy about it. I don't know if you, did you hear about it or did you see what he said? Yeah, he was pissed off. And he I said with him. something along the lines of, yes, the 12.30 kickoff, um, he thought that it wasn't fair. Now, have you heard the other side of it? No, but I've heard players that agree with him. But what's the is the other side of it just someone on TalkSport? Well, so, well, someone that's because you're play? seeing this. No, no, it's no, it's the head of BT. And in his video, he mentions, okay, uh, the thing is, though, you know, they're also working through this pandemic, BT Sport. And they're losing a lot of money, uh, even though they're broadcasting the games, because they're not getting what they were getting before. But getting what they have, they have certain restrictions. And apparently those restrictions are you can't play any Europa League teams, right? So out go a few of them. You cannot play any of the Champions League teams that played on Wednesday. So they are only allowed to pick a team that played on Tuesday. And apparently, I think Sky Sports has first pick is what he said. So now you're looking at, okay, we're already not making money in the first place. We're sending all our extra equipment people. We're spending extra money to broadcast a game. You know, we can't every week broadcast like West Brom and Fulham. Like at some point you have to bring an attraction, an attractive team. And this particular week it was Liverpool. And he was saying that it's happened with a bunch of teams. Now, I agree it's tough that when you're playing Tuesday you play the 630 game. But what other options are, are there? What, what rule would you implement that would prevent that? I don't know. Look, I, look, that's their job. So that's for them to figure out. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think Klopp has a, a very good point. And then I listened to Carragher and Neville talk about it, and they finally came to an agreement, and they agreed too. I mean, players have come out and agreed too. The, the, my main point is the product that is being put on the field is obviously has a problem with it and it's and they believe it's impacting their play which impacts the entertainment. So, I think at some point you got to listen to it and yeah, this guy can complain all he wants, but bro, it's your fucking job to figure out. That's your job. Their job is to play the game. But that's what they're figuring out. That's what they're doing. Yeah, they're, and that's that's, that's a for, monetary interest for them just like it is for everyone. They I don't know what you look. All I'm saying <laughs> is they need to figure out that's their job. Like Look, Liverpool, like, and th- at, at some point you can't push the human body past a certain point. So that's what that's the thing that they've. Wow, this is a Luke Garza against. But but they're working. But they're working. Or, I saw it. But they're working with the contract. 
I don't care so about who, the contract. They got to adjust it. Fix the contract. So when does Liverpool, when should Liverpool play? When what's the what is your guy? Give him an extra day or, or shift him to the nighttime or something like that. It's just it, there's a whole different preparation between the twelve o'clock game and, and the and the later game. In okay, like that's and they've said that. Like maybe just move it a couple hours ahead. Like it it clearly impacts the players like in a very negative way and. I don't. I mean, I understand monetary value, but figure a way where it works. Then I don't know. Okay. That's something. I mean, they they knew that they were going to play like this no. for quite some time. Now, what if you want to rotate teams? Is what I'm saying. What if okay, Liverpool gets look, it this week. As far as Tottenham I, gets it next week, you know, City gets it the week after. I look. I don't look. I don't care about that end of it. I'm more. I'm more saying like, look, there's nothing the players can do, and they're they're doing everything they can. Okay. The schedule is already bananas for them. So I think the product is the most important player in this thing because they're what you're putting out there. And if they're not happy about something, I think it's up to the schedule makers or whoever the fuck it is to figure it out because, I mean, shit, it's not good in my... I mean, look, I I think you have a good point, and I just don't think there's a way the players can... What do you what do you suggest the players do? Inject themselves with like Russian gas? No, I, I mean I, it's just it's a difficult point. I, I'm just saying that I could see what this guy says, and I could see what I mean. It's just it, you could see what both sides say. It's difficult, but the only thing I can think of is you rotate teams that play at that time slot. Because I mean, what else are you going to do uh, with that? Now I will say I thought you'd have more of a issue with VAR. Uh, what are your comments on VAR well, yeah, as it's speci- as it's specific to this match? Because we've talked about it in general, just to this match, just to this match, yeah. I think it's I think it's stupid. <laughs> which of the goals should have stood and which None should not have? None of them should have stood. I'm done with VAR. Wait, no. Salah scored and Mane scored. None of those should have stood. Nothing should count. Those are your your team's goals. I don't goals. care. I'm not being biased. So you're saying that the pen shouldn't have counted at the end. The one where Robertson kicks and Welbeck and then he, and then he goes down like 10 seconds after the play. I don't know. I don't care. I'm over it. I'm over this VAR stuff. Okay, I'm so, against it. All right. Um Look, do you agree with VAR? Where do you stand on VAR now? It's just, it's so difficult because... It's definitely, it's, they, there's a stat, it impacted Liverpool the, the most, but I don't, I don't even care about that, honestly. I really don't. It's just like, I hate, wow, that lady just, okay, um, we're watching basketball. I'm saying... We should just, have a TV turned off from now on. It when, just when you're- sucks that when a team scores that you got to pause for like 20 seconds. Yeah, and you're like, well, was it on or what? like, you know what I mean? It you don't get that excitement, and it's like, even on like stupid fucking fouls, like, yeah. what was it? Um, Pepe, right? I don't think that would have been a red card if if VAR was wasn't a thing, and like, I don't think it should have been. It just the same one that Fred didn't get a red card for in Champions League, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't think like those are red card offenses, and like maybe it's a good thing that officials didn't see it right on the spot because it, like it ruins the game yeah no i agree and don't get me wrong pepe was playing like shit but right. it negatively impact like arsenal probably could have won that game they played a man down yeah not that, that's true I, no they could have not like, zero I, zero i'm neutral it's just like it ruins it from a viewer's standpoint because like well that team's a fucking man down now like yeah yeah and i something petty I, off a fake yeah and i didn't particularly like the fact that the robertson hill and welbeck happened they played for like a minute and then they went back to it I mean, if you're if you don't see that, then you don't see that. Right. And I don't like these marginal offside calls. You know, like if if the the linesman didn't put it up, they didn't put it up. I think if it's possible, maybe they should stick to just reviewing certain things. And here's here's like maybe just review handball. 
That's it. Well, here's the thing with that I was going to say. Look, if you as an official can't fucking see it and you're not playing the game, all you're doing is watching it from like a f- like a couple feet away. Yeah. And it happens so quick, like the handball, that you don't even notice it, that you got to go check. Then how the fuck is that player supposed to react to that? If you can't as a viewer mm-hmm. react to it, how is he supposed to react to it? Yeah. I mean, it's been a big shit show. I mean, and so. the rough's there in person. If he can't... You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so that's where I think... If you don't have VAR, and let's say they don't call it, but it does, mm-hmm. then I mean you're gonna you can't blame the guy at that point for for getting a hand on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's crazy stuff. I'm totally anti VAR. So is Jack Grealish. So so speaking of the match so itself, I, yeah. Speaking of the match itself, uh, Yota now has nine goals in his last fourteen, eight in his last eight. Uh, that's the good news for Liverpool. On the bad news front, they've dropped six points now from winning positions this season. They had five all of last season. And it's the first time they've dropped points in a winning position uh, in the 90-plus minutes since August of 2017 in a 3-3 draw against Watford. But with all that said, are you are you worried at all? No, or, I mean, you guys are still in the, the top of the league. fashion that they lost, I, I don't mind it. Okay, and are Brighton better than people think? A little they've bit, shown not, shades. not that great. Okay, uh, so shall like, we? I don't know on? what people think, but like, I wouldn't consider them like a relegation team, but mm-hmm. maybe like a twelfth spot. It's not time. It's not time. We no. said it was time. It's not time. Maybe like it's just below the ten spot, if that makes sense. Yeah, I That's well, I think about ten to thirteen ish. Yeah. Speaking of a team that is looking at relegation, Manchester City, not them. Five, Burnley nil. Uh, Riyad Mahrez had a hat trick. Uh, Mendy scored his first Man City goal, and Ferran Torres. Also scored. Friend of the pod. Friend, yeah, top friend of the pod. Riyad Mahrez is the first player to score a hat trick in a Premier League game and creating six chances since Santi Cazorla back in December of 2012 against Reading. Uh, he's also the second African player with a Premier League hat trick for City. Can you name the other one? It's happened in 2014 against Fulham. Aguero probably. Mate, Aguero's not African. Oh, African. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes. Unreal. Um, Manchester City African player, 2014 against Oh, Poland. Yaya Toure. Yep, it was Yaya Toure. It's the answer. Um, I Those mean, are the only two Africans that have played. Oh, no. Wilfried Bonnie played for them for a little bit. That's true. Whatever happened to him? I don't know. <laughs> there are players that I just wonder, <laughs> where have they gone? Like Saito Berahino. Uh, oh, he's in like some fourth tier team. Maybe. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Oh, no. He's he's abroad. So this was pretty clinical Oops. for City. 5 nothing win. It, it, is... Is City kind of back now, or is Burnley just really that bad? I don't know. I think Burnley's just really bad. You had some words to say about Burnley earlier. Burnley right now have, I think, the, they have the worst record at this point. Even worse than that Derby County team that set all the records. Uh, what was their point? Five? They have one point. right? Oh, Derby, I think, had 11, if I'm not... At the end of the season? I don't remember. I think they had 11. But this team has one, and they've scored four and conceded 16. Um, they don't They don't have that defensive identity under Sean Dyche that they used to. I think they've. I mean, Tark. I mean, how is it? Tarkowski and me are their defenders. It's not happening for them. Um, but you know, good good game for City. So you think more so Burnley than City? You don't think City's going to start taking well, off? No, I think City's a good team. But it's. I think you mix a good team with like a team that's terrible and like in terrible form. It's mm-hmm. just like that's. You know, it's going to happen. Yeah, I think so. We'll have to see City. I think they have a easy one next game but i think their schedule is going to start getting a little more difficult so we'll we'll keep an eye on them coming up soon uh, thoughts one, on riyad mahrez good for him you know what's funny so i was going to bring up in the fantasy corner which i will um i was looking at adding him but he's just so inconsistent like stat wise he's a he's, he's a nightmare to guard on the wing i'll tell you that 
But he's so inconsistent. But I'll tell you what, he's one of the only guys right now performing he for that like team. He's a constant nightmare, dude. Yeah. I don't like seeing him against any of my teams. I agree. Speaking and, about the USA, too. And he'll and he will be he will be playing next game because let's face it, the other wingers aren't doing anything. They're they're really not playing as well as they should be, a lot of their players. They're underperforming. So we'll have to see. Uh, the match that I think was the biggest surprise, which is why we're going to talk about it, Leicester had been doing so well this season, dropped a match to you guys, and now drop a home match to Fulham, yep. of all teams. Yep. Adam Ola-Lookman scoring and Cavaliero scoring a pen, which we talked about last episode, so the curse is broken. Harvey Barnes, two-faced, scoring for Leicester late. Yeah. Didn't do anything really. This is Fulham's first win against a team that started the day in the top four since a one nothing win against Tottenham in March of 2013. I will say this. Um, did you see this game? Okay. I was going to ask about the, the pen if it was a bad decision on VAR, but we've talked about VAR quite a bit. Uh, if you're Leicester City, do you just say, okay, you know what? We crapped the bed this game. Let's see, get it together. Or like, I mean, because we're up and down about them. They Here's, win three games, they lose two I games. I got a they question win. for you. So I, I think last, it was either last or two episodes ago, you were like, so is this something they should be concerned about? I said, no, I think they're, they have the experience and mm-hmm. all that. So they'll stay up, but then they do this. So I'm saying, I think you showed signs of concern with Leicester. And yes. I'm, I'm going to ask you why you said that, because maybe you're right. Well, I've watched them, and, and and I like to keep them as a benchmark as their matches against, you know, how do they play against Arsenal, how do they play against other teams. And to me, the problem is they'll win a, a few games in a row, and you're like, here comes Leicester. And then they'll just drop two games, like, inexplicably, and one of them usually is against a really shit team, or they'll lose, like, 4 nothing to West Ham, 2-1 now to Fulham. So I think they are a fringe Europa team right now, to be completely honest. It sounds bad that I'm saying that, but... I think that's just what they are. They're going to finish in a four to six range, I think, for five five to seven range. Yeah. Uh, Fulham, does this breed breed life into them? Like you look at the bottom, and it's clearly between four teams for the last three spots. You got who do you have? You have West Brom, you have Sheffield, Burnley, and Fulham. Right. Basically, my question to you is: Is Fulham the best of those four right now? Can they be? I think for sure better than Burnley. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I think. I think it's over for Burnley already. Uh-huh. Um, what's the other team? Sheffield and West Brom. Um, uh, I I think Sheffield might be better than those two. Really? Okay. I like West Brom lately. I I to be honest, I think that if there's one team I haven't seen in the Premier League the most. It's probably West Brom. I don't okay. know why. I just haven't. seen I've them seen a lot of them. I think I've only enough. seen like two games of theirs. They typically tend to play on Mondays at noon, so I'll just have them on the TV while I'm working, or on like the sorry the computer, I should say. So. I don't know. Uh, let's go around the league for the other matches. Uh, Newcastle made you rich on Saturday, or was it Friday? It's Friday. Yeah, uh, seventy two, bucks. Two nothing winners over Palace. It's Callum Wilson and our boy, friend of the pod, is he back? Joe Clinton. Yeah, when he scored, I sent you a text. I was like, "Mate, Joe Clinton just won me seventy dollars." <laughs> Joe Clinton had a goal and an assist. So, yeah. are we calling Joe Clinton back uh, on the pod, or should we wait? No, he's back, bro. He's back. Joe Clinton is back. It's because he won you money. He's back. It's because he won you money, isn't it? Good on Joe. All right, good Joe Clinton. So uh, Everton zero leads one. Rafinha. But let's let's let's. I think a quick note in that game. I think it's so clear that without Zaha, that team is just lost. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I I saw Zaha was out along with like yeah, half COVID. their team, I was like, dude, this is a, it's over. I I said on the last pod, I was like, it's a lock. Like yeah. it's over. Right. And Newcastle won. 
So we'll see what happens with him, develops with him. Other teams are looking at him for January, again. Uh, Everton 0, Leeds 1. This match, uh, Rafinha, as I said, had the goal. They combined for 38 shots in this match, 20 in the first half. Uh, Crazy game, but in the end, Leeds the winners. Uh, There, Everton's been in a bit of a slump, kind of fallen away. West Brom 1, Sheffield nothing, and a big six-pointer for the bottom four teams there. We just talked about both teams. Connor Gallagher, didn't know he existed with the goal for West Brom. Did you know he existed? I don't know who that is. Exactly. Uh, do, do you even know who he plays for after I announced who he scored for? Nope. Exactly. West Brom. Uh, West Ham 2, Villa 1. Ogbana and Bowen, the goals for West Ham. Grealish had one, but it wasn't enough. Ollie Watkins, I don't know if you caught the end of this game, had a bit of a mare. Missed a pen. And then, on the last kick of the game, pretty much, scored, but it was called offside. But people are mad because they're saying that he actually was fouled on that play. But it's it's not fair because the ref found offside but didn't look for the foul. So another VAR incident there. And that's where Grealish called VAR embarrassing that you mentioned. So it was really from that game. But sure, you could fit it to any agenda that you want in this case. That's not an agenda. No, no. I, I meant to fit it to any team's agenda because, you know, in, in general, three or four teams didn't like VAR this week. So... Anything else about these matches before we get to the scores and predictions? No. I, the Everton-Leeds game, we mentioned it. I think it was an electric game. It's just crazy to see it. Like, I watched that, obviously. Mm-hmm. To see so many freaking chances, like, not connected with. And then, like, Rafinha's goal was a bit of a wild one, honestly. Just a little bit outside of the box. One of the worst goals. chances. Yeah, and that went in. It was just one of those games. But Leeds, every game I've watched with Leeds has been super exciting. So Yeah, and they should have a pretty fun one this week. Do you know, do you know who they're playing? Um... I believe they're playing Chelsea. Okay. All right. Uh, With that said, let's go ahead and get to the uh, scores for the week. Now, coming into the week, we posted the scores to all the the viewers and the listeners. Viewers. Listeners. Where can they find these at again? At the footy corner, too. Right. So the scores are up. The Canadian caboose had the audacity to say to Steve, I'm breathing down your neck like a Liverpool fan does to a granny. Steve's response, grannies need love too. Well, this week... Shout out to all the gilfs out there. Here's what happened this week. Jeff put up a grand total of five points this week. One of the all-time lows. Uh, Steve had nine, so not much. Nikhil had seven. The only three people in double digits, Brian had ten, and then you and I had eleven. So it was a really low-scoring week. Where does that put us? Uh, Brian is still in first with 14.1. I'm in second at 14. In third place is uh, Arine with 13. Fourth, so you've passed Nikhil. Fourth is Nikhil with 12.67. Steve is fifth with 12.33. Really low scores in general. And Jeff is last with 11.4. Canadian Caboose, you need to do a madness and step it up. Shall we go to this week's predictions? Yeah. Guys, don't forget to get your predictions at the footy corner too. All right. This week we only have nine matches on the docket, so the scores will be lower. The game... uh, tomorrow we can say we can say today right uh today got canceled um so there are nine matches so do not pick what was the match that got canceled newcastle and uh because they're the ones that have covid yeah bruce steve is running around with covid or at least his team i feel like like this is the first time yeah i thought was newcastle has had covid who did they get canceled with sheffield is it sheffield okay we're going to say it's Sheffield, and if I mention... No, it wasn't them. Sheffield plays this week, mate. Who knows? Newcastle got canceled. Uh, and I think it's Aston Villa. It's Newcastle Villa. Okay. So the first match is Saturday morning for most of us. Uh, if you're in the UK, it's the 12.30 kickoff. Don't worry, Liverpool's not in this one. It's Burnley and Everton, of all teams. I have Burnley nil 
Everton 2, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Everton 2, uh, Burnley 0. I'll pick the same, same thing. Okay. Uh, Man City hosts... Richarlison f- scored last week, by the way, and I called it. He did. He did. Good shout on Richarlison. No. Richarlison? No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. No. Rafinha scored the only goal in the match. Oh, sorry. This was, must have been two weeks ago. It must have been. Um, Man fuck, City and yeah. Fulham. What the fuck? You know what? I did have a note for you somewhere here. You did call that Harvey Barnes would score, and he did for Leicester. Or no, you know what happened? You uh, said yeah. Harvey Barnes at first, then you said someone else. You're like, I want to say Harvey I Barnes, but I'm going to go Vardy. Yeah. All right. Uh, Man City hosts Fulham. I got City 3, Fulham 0, Riyad Mahrez. Um, I'll go 3-1. Um, I keep picking him. He never scored, but Sterling. Sterling. You never know. Maybe he'll come back. West Ham hosting Man United. West Ham have been really under the radar decent. Yeah. I got West Ham 2, Man United 2, and my goal scorer is Edinson Cavani. Uh, I'll go 1-2, to two, Manchester United, and I don't know if he's going to play, so I'll go with uh, I'll go with Rashford. Okay, you should, I think. Chelsea hosting Leeds in what should be a really good match. I believe it's a Saturday match, so this will be fun. Uh, I have Chelsea 2, Leeds nil. Timo Werner's by I'll go 2-1, Chelsea. And um, shit, dude, I don't know who's going to start for them. That's the wild part. Wild cards. Um, who's the ringers? Z- I don't know. I mean, they have Ziyech. Pulisic can play, but he hasn't started. Mount has been starting a decent amount here or there. Shit. I don't know who's going to start for them. I'll go Mount. Okay, you'll go Mason Mount. By the way, did you see Pulisic has a beard now? Yeah, it's wild. What do you think about it? Uh, I'm not used to it yet. Not used to it yet. People are saying you should go back to the clean. I agree. I think it kind of makes him look a little... I don't know. Different. Uh, (laughs) Wow. Curious to know the real truth behind what he looks like to you. West Brom hosting Crystal Palace. Uh, I don't know. Zaha, we don't know if he's playing. I looked that up like a ton today. They don't know. They haven't announced it, but it's doubtful. So I have West Brom 1, Palace 1, and Callum Robinson is my goal scorer for West Brom. I'll go 1-1. You know, I'll follow you on that. Callum Robinson. Okay. Sheffield hosting Leicester. I got, I mean, Leicester has struggled, but I mean, surely it's Sheffield United. So I got Sheffield nil, Leicester 2, Jamie Vardy. I'll have 1-2 Leicester and I'll go, I'll go Vardy. Okay. Safe bet. Because he's their pen taker too. So I think they're going to get a pen. Then we've got the, yeah, that's why I picked him too, to be honest. Then we've got the North London Derby, which luckily for me, or you could say unluckily since my teams all keep losing, is just before NFL kickoff or as it's happening. It's a 10.30 a.m. game Central Time, 11.30 Eastern, uh, 8.30 out for Nikhil on the West Coast. North London Derby, I, I hate to say this, and usually I, I, I curse Tottenham, so I'm going to do it again. I got Tottenham 2, Arsenal 0. I got Harry Kane. I'll go Tottenham 2, Arsenal 1, DVD. DVD? Oh, is it Son? Oh, mate. Mate. <laughs> Oh, come on. I it's almost picked Son, too, though. It's just a joke. I almost picked Son, too. Uh, Liverpool hosting Wolves. Uh, <laughs> Liverpool hosting... We're going to get canceled. Uh, at home, I got Liverpool 2, Wolves nil, and I've got Diego Yota scoring against his old team. I mean, oh, I saw wow. Wolves play, so... I don't know who's going to start for Liverpool. That's where I kind of come at crossroads here. Um, I'll go... Up. I'm just going to go 2-1. And I'll go Salah. Okay. Yeah, he looked pretty upset about being pulled last match, so I think he'll have something up his sleeve. And then he also the, takes the pens. Yeah, and a South Coast match that I don't know if anyone – is your guys' game on, on Monday or is it Sunday? I think it's Sunday. So the only Monday game is Brighton and Southampton, uh, which is a South Coast matchup. I got 1-1 Neil Mape. Um. Oh, wow. I yeah. got 1-2. Southampton? Yeah. Who's there? Che Adams? 
Yeah, right now because Ings is still yeah, hurt. I think. Jay Adams. I think you're Ings shocked for the season. You're shocked I didn't take Southampton, huh? My yeah, boys. Because well, because <laughs> also because Southampton's in form. Yeah. Well, hey, mate. I don't discriminate. No. I want. I'm curious to see who takes their pens. Do you think Ward Prowse takes their pens too? Well, we'd have to find out, I guess. No. Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't know who else would, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, so we'll go to the comments. Uh, our last episode's name was uh, Mourinho unmasks Fraudiola. So Steve uh, t- tweets out, Leia is Pep and Obi-Wan is Mansoor. Uh, as there's a, a gif of her saying, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. Uh, so Pep Guardiola, hot seat him, I guess. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Also, he had a statement. Did you see what uh, uh, what Steve's wife said about, uh, Steve's wife Marie said about Neil Maupay? Did oh, you happen to yeah. catch that? I saw it. He said, watching Liverpool v. Brighton Hove Albion. Uh, shout out Marie, by the way. I don't think we've shouted her out yet. And congratulations. Oh, yeah. Big congrats. Steve, you can play this part for her. It's exciting. Yeah. We're, we're, still, we're still super excited um, on that news. I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, God damn. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so he said he was watching the match with the wife. So you guys were up early. And after Mape walks off injured in quotes, she said, so wait, he's just going to leave the field while his team is a man down for two plus minutes? Kind of a dick move. So even she recognizes Neil Mape's clownishness. Yeah. Um, we all have some stories on, you know, we haven't shared too many stories lately about like girls, uh, you know, wi- you know, wives or girlfriends or anything saying something wild about the game. So I'm still waiting. Uh, Brian, do you have anything? I haven't had anything on mine because she kind of doesn't really stick around for the games anymore. She does her own thing here or there. Um, but anyway, I thought that was uh, interesting and pretty funny. Uh, Steve also shared Jurgen Klopp unfurls the sarcastic clap of the assistant official. A page straight out of the Pep Guardiola's fraught playbook. Dude got to be careful. Gateway drug to wearing cardigans with hoods knitted into them. Wow. Uh, that was meant in blazers. What are your thoughts <laughs> on that one? I like that one a lot. <laughs> um, Steve also wanted to clear up with you about uh, the player that had beat up someone uh, on the U.S. team. You thought it was Abby Wambach. It was really Hope Solo. Yeah. That beat her nephew and fist fought her husband, stole a Team USA bus, and and drove drunk. Uh, so you said you have to move her up the list. That's legendary. Yeah. Would you now add her to your Mount Rushmore, or is she just off the <sighs> She's off the just top off list? still, because I'm really confident. I, I like my list a lot. So okay. I can't I can't remove uh, any of those people. They're all legend. Because, I, I, bro, because um, Alex Morgan also got shit-faced at, um, at Disneyland. Yeah. Or Disney World. Disney that's World, true. sorry. And... And cause a scene, and that's that's points in my book. Right. She's living her best life. So, also, she she just had a baby, too. Shout out Alex Morgan. Yeah. Uh, so, now that's going to be a great matchup, by the way. Uh, see, I got taken by the TV. Okay, see. BYU yeah. and Coastal Carolina in football, they just schedule it literally like this week for, for it. So that they could be bowl eligible? Well, and no, I think it's so that it's a match of undefeateds. They're trying to raise their resumes. Well, no, they said Liberty, because Liberty tested positive... Not BYU, the other team. Coastal Carolina couldn't play, therefore they wouldn't be bowl eligible. So in a no, sense, they're like eight or nine, eight or no, or nine and zero or something, aren't they? They just said that oh, they scheduled because well, Liberty couldn't play because of COVID. I think it helps both teams out because they need to up their resumes because big yikes. Well, Coastal Carolina's beaten Louisiana, who's ranked twenty five. Yeah, so. so we'll have to see. They're both ranked. Um, BYU, they've played some good teams. Yeah, no, so I know. Why are they doing it? They haven't played. They haven't played a highly ranked team like this. Well, Coastal. Uh, let's get back to it. Brian ordered also from Away Days. So now we have two guys on the pod that have done it, and he also got an Emelec jersey, but it's a little different, isn't it? It's yeah. not the same one that Nikhil had. 
He said, count me as an MLH fan. I think our whole podcast is going to become that. Thanks for the suggestion uh, at the Footy Corner, too. Um, are you planning on getting one of these? We'll see. I'm thinking so about it. I have so many soccer jerseys, though. Huh? I have so many soccer jerseys. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about just trying it because it's, it's not that expensive and they just send you a jersey. It's worth a try. He said, you know, I talked to him and he said the sizing is just like any size. It, it's not like those ones from China that are super small. <laughs> oh, yeah, because these are legit jerseys. <laughs> yeah, so you don't have to worry about that. So that's just a heads up there. Uh, wow, already on to player of the uh, week because we've gone through a lot of the comments. I tried to incorporate them uh, elsewhere here or there. Um, so the player of the week last week um, was, I'm pulling that up right now, it was a tie. It was a tie between Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Andy Robertson. Not many people got in on this one compared to usual. Um, They both had 40% of the vote. James Miller had 20. And no one voted for Bruno Fernandez. So um, we'll have to see how how this week goes, although I think that Riyad Mahrez already has an in with his big three-goal game. Uh, any comments on Calvert Lewin or Robertson? I think who wins we your tiebreaker? Cancel this week's player of the player of the week. Why? We know who it is? Well, we don't know. Stop it! It's Riyad Mahrez. It could be Cavani for his Stop. two goals that won the match. Then we're just gonna make it a two-person poll. It could be Gerard Bowen no. who won the match for uh, West no. Ham. No, nope. And Pedro Neto who had a goal and I'm assist not having, for Wolves. I'm not having Pedro Neto. Well, those are the four options this week, folks. Just just letting no, you know. No, just make it a two-man race. No one's if someone votes for Pedro Neto, they're canceled. We'll see. You never know, mate. You never know, Bruh. Uh, all right. So this is weird. I don't know what to do right now. The results are in, and it's a tie on the Mount Rushmore. I won because Brian self-promoted. You and Brian both had I 40%. I won off of no self-promotion. And Nikhil had 20%. So how do we decide? I don't understand. I don't know what to do. It's me. No, mate. It's a draw. It's me. We ha- It's 40 to 40. I clearly won. No, you did not. You guys had equal votes. Nope. Okay, mate. It's 40% to 40%. I won. Are you being a Trump right now? Claiming I victory won. when you didn't? I won. Glad. I won. Mate, I'm telling you right now, it's it's a draw. So what should we do? Should we just make it? Should we do it again? How about this Nick chooses then? Okay, let me ask this. Brian, are you okay with this method? Nikhil, don't answer yet. If Brian agrees to Nikhil picking the winner, we'll have him on live real briefly to pick the winner. Is that okay with everyone? He can just tweet it out. He could just, okay. He's a busy guy, man. That's true. He's dealing with Elon right now. All right, Nikhil, don't tweet it yet. Brian, agree to terms. We gotta have Nikhil on and have a full full extended version later in the panel. Okay. Well, again, first we have to wait for Brian to approve of this method. If he doesn't, method two is I pull Nikhil's name out of it. We run the vote again between just two of you guys. All right. So that's a good way of doing that. Now we have a Mount Rushmore this week. Sorry, Uh, I just got so hungry. Since since you won since you won our previous one. All right. All right. Bring him on. first. All right. So for everyone listening, this week's Mount Rushmore is going to be pizza toppings. Um, not really inspired by anything. Just just. Well, kinda... no. It's by the Lomonati's box on my thing and the Giordano's pizza in the box that I'm going to eat after this recording. All right. There you go. Oh, <laughs> you, have an, you have a whole pizza in a box? Well, I had like a 4 a.m. snack this morning, and I only have one slice left. Really? Yep. Okay, so let's go to the Mount Rushmore. You're going to pick first? Yes. You're going to pick what I want to pick. Well, this is my go-to, mate. Yeah, okay. So I, pizza toppings, number one, pepperoni. Yeah. Pepperoni, I that's my – I always get a pepperoni pizza. Mm-hmm. No matter where I go, deep dish, thin, however you – whatever you like. 
I just like cheese and pepperoni. Those are my go-tos. So I'm going to go pepperoni. Yeah. All right. I'm going to then go with um, so not, just, not just normal sausage, Italian sausage. You know, like not like the crumbled sausage, but the circular ones. Oh. You know what I'm okay. saying? Yeah. So I want – so like do I say like Italian style sausage? Yeah. Okay. So I'll go with the Italian sausage. All right. And you took pepperoni. Yes, I did. Shit. See, there are two on here that I know I can get without – having to deal too much with you um you know what's pretty underrated and pretty decent i'm gonna have to go with canadian bacon have you ever had canadian bacon it's almost no. like ham it's like a mixture bacon between next. bacon and ham you can they're different but it's always on like those like you know you have the meats pizza there's always sausage pepperoni canadian bacon's on there canadian bacon and bacon <sighs> you know officially like the taste is different obviously Right? You have yeah. you tasted them? I think in terms of like, um, I always just assumed bacon's bacon. No, they taste different, mate. Like our bacon is a little more like a. I wouldn't say hard because it really depends on how you cook it. You know what? Let me look at the exact difference and tell you. <clears throat> but I mean, I can only tell you based on taste. I can't really explain. You know, uh, let's see. While I do that, do you want to go ahead and watch <laughs> as you're eating? Um, so American bacon comes from the fatty belly of the pig, while Canadian bacon is typically cut from the loin. Uh, it's much leaner than belly bacon, so it's a little more lean. Meat. Well, fuck it. I'm going with the fat. I want normal bacon for my okay, next one. Okay, so you're going normal bacon, and what mm-hmm. else? Um, let's see here. I'm picky about my toppings, man. Um, so if I don't get that pepper- pepperoni one I told you about, I get a margarita pizza, bro. Okay, so what's your topping? Basil. You're going basil. Basil. Okay. I want that leaf there, boy. All right. Um, I'm going to go, and this is a personal thing, right? So I know you, wait, did you pick two? Yeah, bake. So I got two picks. See, I'm going to, I'm going to pick jalapeno because I like jalapeno on my hot uh, Pizza. I know a lot of people don't, and I know I'm gonna lose this one. No, a lot of people. But I gotta do, be. Actually. I gotta be true to myself. A lot of people like it. I gotta be true to myself. I'm picking jalapeno. I was true with myself with the basil. Yeah. Well, I'm also gonna be true to myself here. It's gonna lose it for me. But you know what? You, You're gonna go pineapple. That's the disgrace. I'm between two things. I accept pineapple people, but I just looked out on you a little bit. Well, I'm between two things. That's why it's hard. Because there is one I like, but it's under a certain circumstance. Uh, and I'll mention it afterwards. But but you said, you know, you don't want to bring sauces into this, right? It's just toppings. Right. Straight up toppings. So because it's straight up toppings, uh, yeah, I have to go pineapple is my last choice. That's a yikes. It's fine. Okay. What are you going with? You have um, one more left. So this is kind of a weird one. Mm-hmm. But if... Do I want to go with it? I mean, I have pineapple jalapeno. You can literally put... No, no, no. I'm what I'd go for. You could literally say poop, and you'd probably beat me, because your disciples would vote for you. My disciples? Yeah, your disciples. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) You got disciples, mate. I don't know, bro. This is tough. I want to say chicken. Damn it. Well, that was what I was thinking between pineapple and... Because I'm trying to think of any other toppings that I like, and I think back in the day I had Domino's pizza. I had like a little... A little time period where I had Domino's and I'd always go with their pizza that had chicken on it because they had some good ass chicken. Yeah. So chicken. See, that's what I was between, but then I like chicken if it has like the buffalo 
sauce. I oh. like the pizza sauce. You know? you know what I haven't had enough of to really put down, but I was thinking about it, ham. Yeah, it was up. Yeah. You know, well, what else did you have on your list aside ham? That's it. That's it. Really ham, yeah. My other shout outs were Jardinera. Remember, you had a bad experience when I put Jardinera on a pizza once. Well, because you put Jardinera and jalapenos <laughs> and peppers. <laughs> All three. You, you took one bite. You're like, what the fuck is this pizza? Yeah, dude. It didn't even taste. My mouth was numb after one bite. And here's another one that I bet you would have won it for me. But, I mean, it's good if you're drunk. Mac and cheese. Have you ever had mac and cheese on pizza? Yeah, I had I'm not Ian's. big on it though for some okay, reason. Okay, yeah. I mean, um, for me, it's when I'm drunk I go that route. So. I'm not big on it. Just it t- for some reason it doesn't taste like mac and cheese. It feels like it's uh, the cheese like, it's like downgraded almost. Yeah, that's so, that's I haven't had a good one. So Arian's winning picks are pepperoni, bacon, basil, chicken, and I've got I just have exotic stuff people aren't going to pick. I, Italian sausage, Canadian bacon, jalapeno, and pineapple. I'm glad so. I'm glad olives and mushrooms weren't on there. Because that should never be like a go-to. I don't mind olives. Mushrooms, I... If we're talking about sauces, I know you're thinking about like barbecue. Barbecue pizza. Barbecue. Well, that's why I thought chicken, because buffalo and barbecue go with it. That's why when I was like, eh, since we're not talking sauces... there's buffalo. There's different. There's buffalo sauce on pizza, and then there's barbecue. That's two different... Oh, of course. That's what I'm saying. Like, if we're going with the normal tomato sauce, then, you know... I prefer barbecue pizza over buffalo. Hot take. And you know, pineapple also works on barbecue. Yeah, doesn't a Hawaiian pizza have barbecue sauce on it? Yeah, it has barbecue doesn't? sauce, pineapple, and chicken. And onions. Yeah, it's really good. I, I mean, know. it's not my, like, number one. You know I like hot, spicy stuff, so I like the, the jalapeno I still eat it and pepperoni more. But I'll still eat if it's there, but pineapple and, and, the, and pizza just doesn't go for me. I don't yeah. know. It's yeah. weird. No, that's true. A lot of people don't like it, and that's fine. And I've accepted I'm going to lose, and I'm, I'm waiting for the comments. Okay, also non-toppings, but butter crust on pizza, like yeah. Lumonati's, uh, typically found on Chicago pizzas, or um, stuffed crust. Yeah. Stuffed crust uh, up there. Oh, stuffed us. crust is one of the best. You know what the problem is? Caitlin doesn't like stuffed crust. So Which is when wild. I when I pick out we each pick out a pizza from the store, like once every like five times I'll pick Does the stuffed crust. Does she actually eat up. the crust off normal pizza? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. And, and like like I said, once out of every like five times I'll pick the stuffed crust because I know she like doesn't fancy it. So but it's sad. That wow. means one we have to order it together because I, it's one of the things in life I it's don't get enough of thing anymore. Too, so. Yeah, I can't think of any other toppings that <coughs> sorry that stand out. Yeah, it's it's tough. So if anyone has any other toppings, let think. us know. Shit, um, I don't know. We're going to move on to the, the results of last week's Nonce of the Week. Now, before I get into it, Steve was really happy about the selections. He said, this is the nonsery I missed. Just some lighthearted sports screw-ups and some sexual fuckery. Post-MAGA America is already looking bright. Because it was, you know, for once... We didn't really have anything political on there. And actually, for a second straight week, we're not going to have nope. anything political. Or so, racist. Yeah. You're right. And so our nonsense... Well, this week we're back to one racist one. Edison Cavani, mate. Oh, shit. <laughs> but, I mean, for the most part, outside of that... Okay, if it's I can hear good. myself chewing the Cheetos through the mic, I'm going to kill myself. Well, mate, all you got to do is ho- wait for another... Well, we usually go a little bit. So, 15 minutes? We'll probably be done oh, a little oh, earlier than man. usual this time. 15 minutes, lad. <laughs> Is there anything and then he reaches for work? another one. I mean, no, because kind of work at home. I, I do pumpkin seeds here and there. Pumpkin seeds are top. That's a yikes. What do you mean it's they a yikes? They don't taste like anything. It's like sunflower. They're salted, mate. They do. They taste they like salt. Dude, bro, sunflower seeds are way better. Than well, I also do seeds. sunflower seeds, lad. I mean, well, yeah, I'm just saying pumpkin seeds taste like nothing. Like cauliflower. Fair enough. 
Um, which I know you like. You're a little, wait, what? You're a cauliflower crust merchant. You, I don't know where you get this from. <laughs> Let's talk about cauliflower crust because you're, we don't you're even a order. You're no, a merchant I'm for not. It. I don't give a shit about it. We made it one time, and it wasn't even me. I just ate it because it was. So Caitlin made it in the processor. She made the cauliflower crust in the processor. Yeah, the, she the, she used the food processor to mash like cauliflowers and whatever else. She made the crust. She made it was pretty decent pizza. That's the only time we've had cauliflower pizza. Our mom orders cauliflower more than. Any of us do. She gets the cauliflower. Caitlin likes the hippie pizzas. That's hippie pizzas have cauliflower crust. Not on the them. ones we get. Plus, the one we got that you really liked was the, the sweet potato crust. I didn't say I really liked anything. You're putting words sweet in my potato mouth. crust, you're man. You're defending your your violations to pizza. Okay, but my point being, we have never been cauliflower crust pizza. I don't know where you get this from. This, this is nonsense. The people, the people know where I'm at. No, and no they, one knows they where you're at. They know I wouldn't lie about this. We don't. Who gets cauliflower pizza inside of Oprah and our mom? Bro, you don't even buy it. You make it. No, we made it once. She, she made it once. Mm-hmm. Once. I haven't made it. That's fine. You've had it before, probably. You've probably eaten cauliflower pizza more than I have. I have eaten as a result more of pizza. being at mom's place. No. Yes. You're lying to yourself. How am I lying to myself? You're Just lying to, ease to yourself. The pain. What pain is there? I don't know. You you, you know. All right. You're on one you. right now. Bears I don't know what's, minus I don't three know what's going on with you. Anyway, um, fair enough. Uh, so the other thing, too, is that uh, Steve wanted to mention that Darnell Fisher has pulled off the Vinnie Jones from 1988. Yeah. Who was grabbing another man's balls. Which and of my friends that don't watch soccer at all know about that story. Oh, really? It went viral, yeah. That's wild. Uh, so who do you think won Nance of the Week? It was Fayetteville High School, thirty-eight percent with their go- with their kneel down on fourth down, and Darnell Fisher was a close second at thirty-seven percent. Well, yeah, that kneel down was wild. <laughs> yeah, that one won. Uh, Artem Zuba for masturbating, twenty-five percent, and Lucas Hradecki. People felt bad for him. He was the one that the ball went under his leg and went in the goal, but they still beat Armenia Bielfield, so <laughs> no big deal. Uh, so that happened there. So with all that said, let's go to this week's. Nonce of the week. You are a nonce, fella. You're a nonce, mate. So this week, we do have a few non-political, non-racist options, but this one is not it. Did they uh, cover? The first one is, I don't know, it died. Uh, you can find out on SportsCenter. The first one, I'm getting through nonce of the week, mate. Are you gonna, You're going to be announced for, uh, for um, disrupting the nonce of the week section. Edinson Cavani had a great week on the pitch. Um, off the pitch, I think he got a congratulatory note from some just a random person. Was it a random person? Yeah, it ended up being like a fan or something. Oh, okay. Um, and I thought he, it was like another app. Yeah, he's replying to a message of congratulations, which has now been deleted. Cavani wrote in Spanish, Gracias Negrito. Um, in a statement, Cavani has apologized for any offense caused. Uh, the message I posted after the game on Sunday was intended as an affectionate greeting to a friend, thanking him for his congratulations after the game. Yeah, the last thing I want to do is cause offense to anyone. I'm completely opposed to racism and deleted the message okay. as soon as it was explained. That can be interpreted differently mm-hmm. uh, in South American culture. Yeah. So I 100% agree with him. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't, like, knowing that if he knew that that's what it meant or that's how it would take, and there's no way in chance he would post that. Right. And I yeah. think in South American culture, I'm sure that's like a, an acceptable term, and I think that's where the Luis Suarez, Patrice, everything got taken out of context. Same thing there, you know? Okay. It probably means something different there. That one, 
What do you mean? It was the same shit. But you have to be sensitive to where you're at. Get the fuck out of here. Dude, he doesn't... He didn't know English. What the fuck sensitive were you on? No, I'm just saying, you don't think Edison Cavani knows English? I'm just saying... Mate, relax. I'm just saying you should have some awareness. Uh, Dude, if I... Look, I don't... Look, in America, dickhead means you're a dickhead. If I go to... If I go to Armenia and I'm playing soccer there and I call someone a dickhead, I'm going to call them a dickhead because they're a dickhead. Because in my culture or in America, it means you're a dickhead. So I'm going to call him a dickhead. I'm pretty sure in Armenia it's not offensive. Dickhead's probably Well, he didn't know that. He didn't know it was offensive. I didn't know if it was Again, I'm not saying he had bad intent. I'm not saying – I'm just saying he could have been a little more aware. No? You you don't think he could have been a little more – just a little bit. He deleted it. He apologized. Things are okay. No, yeah. Okay. Uh, We also have – what, I want to know the other people's takes. What are the people's takes? Uh, let us know. Then we also have Claudio Fernandez. If you've never heard of Claudio Fernandez oh, before. Was the, guy, was the guy black? I, I think so, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> it would have if you want. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. Uh, if you don't know who Claudio Fernandez is, um, he's the man that uh, took a crass selfie with the body of the late football legend Diego Maradona. So he took a selfie with him with a thumbs up. Yeah. Um, it's caused outrage, and people have called him disrespectful. Probably gotten death threats. He's been, he has been fired. He's been branded a swine by Maradona's <laughs> lawyer um, because he did this next to an open casket. Yeah. Again, he, he seemed to make a thumbs up gesture with one hand while touching Maradona's forehead with the other. Uh, is he going to be haunted by Maradona for life? I don't think so, but that's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's the picture of it, but well, no, but that's um, ew. Like I don't care who it is. Like that's a dead body. You know what yeah, I mean? It's yeah, wild. yeah. How? I mean, that's unbelievable. It's disrespectful. completely disrespectful. Um, yeah. So there's another one. So Claudio Fernandez for um, taking a selfie with Maradona as he touched him, which is gross, mm-hmm. and had his thumb up. Unreal. Probably smiling. I think so. I'm not 100 percent sure. Okay. Then we have Barcelona. They, this I feel is, like we've been on here for a while. This is But this acro- is wild. according to their interim president, Barcelona players will not be paid in January amid their worrying financial situations. The interim president of Barcelona has confirmed players at the club will not receive their payment for January. Uh, Carlos Tusquets gave a wide-ranging interview to Catalan radio station RAC1 with quotes carried in full by Marca outlining the severity of the club's financial situation despite striking a deal for a wage cut with the first-team players last month. In which the club said would save 122 million euros. So here they sit. Now they won't pay the players in January. Uh, this might have been a mess that was left by Bartomeu, but do you think it could be handled a lot better by the club? I think so. Um, I mean, that's a lot to ask for. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fucking bananas. Yeah. Um, Every and this player is what, doesn't get paid. Is, I mean, Messi kind of hinted at this. Remember? Uh-huh. He said that's why he wanted to leave. He was like, well, that's a big reason why. Yeah. He said it was financial. I mean, so someone gave him the heads up. And I, dude, Barcelona is just a mess. And I think this poor lad, I think this is his only option, maybe? I right. don't know. Um, yeah. It must be really bad for them to do that. Yeah, I agree. It is. And, and But it makes no sense. They're one of the global leaders. Um, and then finally, we have Emmanuel Dennis. He is a striker for Club Bruges. Actually, pretty decent one, right? Um, now, it is, it's, <laughs> players have dropped out of matches due to COVID. That, you know, that happens. Yeah. It's not uncommon to see a star player not be able to play for that. However, Club Bruce star forward Emmanuel Dennis uh, ended up missing Belgium's side, uh, their side, the Belgian side's match against Borussia Dortmund in Champions League 
because he was unable to choose his favorite seat on the team bus. Um, the 23-year-old was not allowed to sit where he wanted in his spot, uh, and he was very angry, so he left the bus before it departed for Borussia Dortmund. My, oh, okay. That was going to be my question. I was like, is it from the hotel to the stadium, or is it from Belgium to Dortmund? That was my question. Because Belgium is very close to Dortmund. I think I think it was yeah I think that's it was yeah but that's a long ass bus ride I don't know if they'd do that yeah I think he ditched the bus and he didn't play he just said I didn't get my seat on the bus I'm not gonna play that is wild that's pretty bad I don't care who you are even if you're the other guy though that's like taking a spot once you be like all right dude I'll you can have your seat. well it might have been a manager might have been I don't know but my point being like you're gonna really cause even that even if to you're go the stink. manager though like, you just you, be like all right yeah but why okay. do you it's cause so such a stink. That you do that. What on earth are you doing? We got a couple honorable mentions. There had to have been more to it. Whoever took the spot was probably like someone you got in an argument, mm-hmm. you know, with like practice. Yeah. Because there's no way. Yeah. Because like I'm looking at it, even at the guy that was in his spot, manager or player. Right. If this guy was clearly that angry and you had no history with him. Right. Wouldn't you just be like, all right, dude, you can have your spot. I, I guess. I guess. But still, as the striker of the team, you have if a big I, role in so the team. So let's say you and me are going on a bus, this same bus, and you're sitting in a spot just chilling, you know, you're listening to music or whatever you do, probably reading. And I go up to you and I'm like, dude, this is my fucking spot. Let me sit here. What would you say? I'd be like, mate, why is this your spot? I'm like, this is my good luck spot. Okay. And if I don't, if you don't move, well, like, you I'm should, getting off this bus. Well, you should ask nicely. Well, let's probably. just say I approached you like this. What would you say? I would have asked you. You should probably ask a little nicer. Try it again. I'm like, dude, just can you get out of my spot? Yeah, but why would you leave the bus? Why are you so demanding of your spot? I just want my spot. It's for good luck. Okay. Can I please have my spot? Is that what you're going to say? Can I have my... I just want my spot. Give me my spot. I don't, I've sat Do you here not know how to season. say the word please? That's I've, what I'd say. I've sat here all season... And I've been banging in goals, and I need to sit here again, dude. So but are you going to ask kindly? Are you going to say please? I'd leave. <laughs> That's so you handle it well. I would be like, all right, dude, my bad. You're right. You've been banging in goals. Either way, my point being, this should never come to that. That's ridiculous. It's, I mean, it's absolutely petty of him as one of the star it's strikers petty of you on too. the team. It wasn't me. It's and also, you're part of it. And you also, could have, could have no, we don't know if it was a player or a manager. It does not say. Player no one or manager, said the situation could have been simply diffused if you just you're got up ma- and moved spots. You're a manager. You are a manager. You're not going to move for a player. You're the manager, man. Come on. You can't let that shit go down. There's no way it was a manager. Well, also, there's no reason for him to ask like a, like a, like a, like a wild man. <laughs> you don't know the day the guy's had. I don't care what day he's had. That's unexcusable. I want to know what the people think. This is bananas. This is wild. Look, I can't I'm believe saying, you're yeah, taking his, his side. Fault. No, I'm not. I'm saying it's his fault, but it's it's equally the person who wouldn't move's fault because that's petty on his end too. Yeah, petty on. You I can easily defuse the situation by sitting somewhere else if you're that dude, but you can also be petty by not moving. Yeah. Well, that was a nice goal, by the way. Um, hey. The viewers don't see what you're what you're watching. So I know. Don't see that. I, I know. See how, the, see how the, the Lacazette goal. I want to just clarify for yeah, everyone. But they they showed it on sports. So I it understand. Okay. I know. Well, no, I I'm don't just do it. As, your own, I don't. Just, I know. Just, I don't do it as often as you. Uh, all right, done it twice this episode. On the on the honorable mention, <laughs> Dan Lebetard. Uh, I had, watched the show today. Did, did you see what he tweeted? Um, after you saw the kickoff, the, the uh, Sarah Fuller, the Vanderbilt lady that, that that kicked off. Can we briefly talk about this? 
Uh, finish your finish your Dan Levitard. Well, he tweeted, "Equality means I can say this kick was terrible," um, and he he had to delete it, I guess, because people got on his case. I know what your take is because I know the type of type of things that you'd say and the person you are. Um, what it was it, an awful kick. It, it, I, some people are saying again. I don't know. Some people were saying it was supposed to be a squib kick, but if it wasn't, I agree. It was not a good Did that kick. That look like a squib kick to you. I don't know what what they were asking her to do. Again, we don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't a great kick. Um, <laughs> what? But it's just if, okay. Put it this way: if Purdue, if the Purdue kicker kicked it like that, you'd be like, "What the fuck?" I would. I would ask, did, was that planned or did <laughs> he do that on purpose? Because if he, if it was planned, I would say, "What the fuck, Jeff Braun or the coach?" If it was on purpose, I'd say, "Yeah, that was." Or I mean, if it wasn't on purpose, then I'd say, "Yeah, the kicker really screwed that up." So we don't know what it was. Now I'm not saying. That's she wild. should be kicking over people that maybe could have performed better than her. Because I'm hearing people on that team are leaving because they're mad because apparently in practice there are players that are performing better than her, but they're still sending her out there. Yeah, that's a team that's 0-8. Wait, kicking? Yeah. So what happened to the original kicker? Why COVID stuff. They have two or three kickers that are out for COVID. So they have why another can't the group puncher? of kickers. Puncher? I don't know. That's just what it is, man. It is what it is. I mean, it's. I think it's a nice thing. They're um, moving teams? No, there are players on the team that are upset about it, so they're leaving. They're they're opting out of the season. I mean, the team's 0-8, so it doesn't matter. Oh, but, Vanderbilt's um, bad. Yeah, they stink. So here's where I stand on it. Well, and also, <laughs> kicking a soccer ball I'm is different, ready for this. different than a field goal. Yeah, of course. Way different. Oh, so, yeah. No, no. I know. I, you know. Um, and I I don't agree with leaving the team. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's not good. But I, you know, if you're expressing concerns... That should happen. That was a terrible kick. I'm not going to make an excuse for anyone. Let, let's be honest, bro. It was a right. terrible kick. Okay. And and I think you can kick it farther than 25 yards off a tee. Yeah, I'd hope. Okay. So. But um, there's a chance I muff it. You never know. I might be nervous and be like, my bad. Okay. But yeah. my, my, my point stands that, you know, I don't doubt that there were players, you know, that said, there are better there are better people out there because I bet you there are. Okay. Yeah. I think it's. I just don't agree. If it, look, I don't care if it's gender. My point being is, if she could kick it to the back of the end zone, then good God, yeah, she should be doing it. But at the end of the day, everyone should be treated equally, and I agree with Dylan. But it was a terrible kick. <laughs> like, what oh. the fuck? How are you going to defend that? <laughs> What the fuck? All right. Oh, she made history. I don't care. You want to put a midget out there? You'd be the first midget to make a kickoff. If you're willing what? to do it. I, why? Look, as a coach, you get hired to what? Win, win the fucking game. games. I, I understand. Hey, the coach got fired, by the way. Okay. Their well, coach what? has been fired because they're 0-8. So. Look, it's great that you want to be a leader in the movement or whatever you believe in. <laughs> but, <laughs> but bring in someone that can fucking kick the ball. Yeah. What are you going to say? Oh man, give her a player of the year because she kicked twenty five yards. No, bomb. I never said that. I never. <laughs> oh, I didn't say. I didn't answer. say that. Why no, are you? No, pre- no, no. I'm talking to the people that are yeah. like, well, oh, no. oh my god, yeah. she's great because oh, because she's a girl. Cool. I don't give. Look, when you're playing a sport out there, I don't care what you are. If you do your job good, you should be praised. Mm-hmm. If not, then you should be slated. All right. I, you and know. Wh- you know why I don't fully blame those players. Mm-hmm. Because, look, you're putting a lot into football. Football players put a lot. Summer conditioning, whatever. Of course. Of course. I I understand. I understand you're 0-8, but you don't want to finish the season, you know, without a win. Yeah. You're putting a lot into it, and the last thing you want is your coach worrying more about that 
than than actually winning the game. Like you, at the end of the day, these guys all put their livelihoods. At the end of the day, they were also losing. I believe like twenty one to nothing or twenty four nothing at the time of this. Like they were, they were losing bad. They lost. So like who was doing the kickoffs before that? I'm, I have no idea. I didn't watch them. So but. just stick with that fucking guy. Okay. Like so. Well, and another honorable mention. Um, why do you get, why do you get fired? Just because their team sucks. I think so. Yeah, I mean, it's not because of that. Uh, the other one is in the Brazil third division in a match between Cambe and uh, Paranave. I mean, obviously, I mixed up the, the. Can't wait for PC Brian to get on me on that one. Wording there. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, I'll let you guys hash that out on Twitter. Um, there was a. If you watch the game, Jeff sent out. I think the tweet. I'm not sure if our intern retweeted it, but we'll check. The center circle is off. Like it, it, it doesn't look right. Um, it looks egg shaped. And after the match, the ref uh, noted on his report defective field markings, non-standard center circle. So, Brazil's third division also an honorable mention. Again, your choices: Edinson Cavani for writing Gracias Negrito. Well, obviously, you're behind. Um, <laughs> okay, calm down. <laughs> Claudio Hernandez for doing a thumbs up selfie next to Maradona's uh, casket while putting a, a hand on his forehead. Uh, Emmanuel Dennis for uh, missing a Champions League match because he someone took his seat on the bus, and Barcelona for not playing their paying their players in the month of January. That's a pretty big game too. It's at Dortmund. Yeah, huge game. Like in my opinion, when you look back at your career, you know you'd like to say like, man, played at you'd regret uh, doing that at Dortmund. Would you? You'd regret doing that. Um, Who's your pick early going? I think we all have the same one. Wow, Jesus Christ, it's so grim. The Maradona one. Claudio Fernandez. You're. I mean, I think Claudio Fernandez is on a one way street to winning. That's wild. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Like, even if you post that on Snapchat, I think everyone be like, "What the fuck?" Like bananas. What are you doing, dude? All right, so let's go to the fantasy corner. Uh, Top scores this week: Riyad Mahrez had twenty-one, Cavani fifteen, Ben Mendy had fourteen, Gerard Bowen thirteen, Pedro Neto had thirteen. Four of those guys will be up for Player of the Week. We'll see what happens. Top incomings: Yota, Cal Wilson, Riyad Mahrez, uh, James Ward-Prowse, and Bruno Fernandez. Top outgoings: Wilfred Zaha due to COVID. We gotta start saying his name right: Bruno Fernandez. Fernandes. Uh, Wilfried Zaha, COVID. It's true. Raul for cracking his skull. Uh, James Rodriguez, been a little cold lately. Wait, oh. Lucas Digne and uh, Roman Sais, who I think is injured. Um, any players that you would... I have some bargain players this week. I have some players that Wait. are under $6 million to look at. Who would you look at in terms of fantasy? In terms of purchasing? Yeah. I mean, if Diego Yota's not there yet, I mean, shit. Yeah, I have him. him on my team 6-7. I think if you didn't get him three weeks ago, his price has gone up like 0.2 or 0.3. Oh, wow. Uh, why I'm, is Dean is Dina injured? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I think he might be. I Honestly, I haven't watched uh, um, Everton's last few matches because they've okay. it. Um, yeah, well, Ben Mendy's being picked up. That's bananas. Yeah. I'm. If you're looking for an upfront option, here's one I'd say... If Wolves have tough fixtures, but with Raul out, this is the time that Fabio Silva will have his chances. I know you're really high on him early in the season. He's only five point two million, so if you're going to jump on him, do it now. There's a chance that either him or Pedro Neto can take over the squad. So if you're looking at Wolves, these are players. Potence, they have yeah. I like Potence. He's a midfielder. Um, these are guys you can look at, but their schedule's so hard. So these are three players that I've I've looked at too. But here's another one. Uh, at Brighton, it sounds wild to say, but Danny Welbeck has been causing some issues since he came in the side. He's only five point five million. So again, these are all. They're, also, these are look guys. Who takes the pens for um, 
Wolves from now on because I'm pretty sure Raul took the pens. Yeah, we'll have to find out, I guess. Um, but these are players that, again, they'll be your third striker. It's so so it's not like your top two. They're not gonna. They're they're guys that can put up points every now and then for you. Well, the, and, and the reason play. why I wouldn't go for the backup striker for Wolves or whoever it may be. It's because as is, they weren't scoring that much. They're not a team that traditionally scores a lot, you know. Well, yeah, but now they're the and main they striker. The the, whoever it is is the main striker. Fabio Silva the, is the main spread, striker. But Raul wasn't having a great season, right? Well, he, I mean, no, not necessarily. But again, I'm just listing some players that yeah. can benefit off of, oh, okay, yeah. you know, th- that you can look at for cheap options. Again, then, oh. so you're saying Danny, will you go Danny Welbeck over these guys? Um, Danny Welbeck? Um yeah. He's been causing uh, issues. No, no, no. Okay, well. So here's the issue I've had. Let me explain to you what I'm what I'm dealing with right now. I was staring at my team forever the other night, and that's fine if people want to take my advice or, or whatever, <laughs> make fun of me, that's cool too. Um, Hamas is at 7.7 million. So I have 1.6 million in the bank. So I have money to play with. Yeah. Hamas is 7.7. I really was angling to get Riyad Mahrez this week because they're, they're playing Fulham. Does he start consistently so, now? Well, I just wanted to get him for this week, you know, because you can get him and then drop him next week for another guy. Now, the problem is next week I'd want Salah because you guys are playing a, a really garbage team next week. Not this week, but next week. Fulham? I believe probably either Fulham or West, West Brom. Brom. It's one of them. And I want to captain him. So I need to make sure when I make a transfer this week, I have enough money to get Salah in place of Bruno Fernandez next week because Bruno plays City and you guys play a shit team. Mm-hmm. So I'll transfer Bruno out and bring Salah in. But my issue this week is I can't find a good replacement for James Rodriguez. Now, granted, I don't have to replace James. They're playing a shit team this week, too. So we'll see. Maybe I'll stand pat and save my two transfers. But other people, let us know. Shoot us some uh, some tweets, and we can try to answer your fantasy issues. If you have any issues like I did, let us know at the footy corner, too. And yeah. that's what the fantasy corner is here for. So if you have any fantasy-related questions... Tweet them because we could have put that up rather than just say who's in and out. And you're going to be up. answering them because I, I don't play fantasy. Well, you did, though. You have an idea of who's – like if someone has a question about what yeah. they should do. So let us know. Send your questions in. And, you know, if you send them in after the match week, we'll get to it before the next one so you can update your team. Uh, and finally, the last thing is let us go to the gambling corner. This week was not great. No one had positives. Well, I almost did, but I fluffed it. Yeah, you, Steve, and Trevor all got minus ten. You all lost. You lost on the Everton Newcastle parlay. Newcastle won. Everton guys. did not. Steve had Manchester City, Liverpool, and Everton. Only City won that one, so he wasn't that close. Trevor had City, Liverpool, Leicester, and only one of his teams hit. So you guys all lost ten. On my side of things, I lost on the City Leicester parlay. I lost eight bucks, but I also won four sixty on Newcastle. So. Overall this week, you, Steve, Trevor, lose 10 bucks. I lose $3.40. Where does that put us? In first place is myself, 31, plus 31.11. Arine's in second at plus 11.54. Steve is in third at plus 8.22. Then we go to the negatives. Trevor's in fourth at minus 25.80. And Brian's in last with minus 29.70. Brian, by not betting, is catching up to Trevor, which isn't a good sign for Trevor. Um... Then we have the three positives. Do you want to go ahead and let me know who you are choosing this week with your uh, one you, or multiple picks? You go first. All right. I will let you know. So I have I have two picks. Okay. I'm going to put $4 on a parlay of Liverpool over Wolves and Chelsea over Leeds. Wow. That's 4 bucks to win 536 If you, What if makes you, you so confident about Liverpool? 
I, I've seen Wolves play, and they don't have Raul. So I don't know if they're they're gonna have too many scoring threats and their defense. It's just can they put Traore up there? They they can, but he's he's busy running around as a wing back. I I just feel like they might score one, but I just I don't feel like they'll defend as well. They don't defend as well as they did before. Fair enough. Uh, and then I have Chelsea. So that's that brings in at plus one thirty four for those two teams. So I'm putting four to win five thirty six. Okay. And then the one favorite that I'm picking is Everton. They're only minus one hundred five against Burnley. So I'm throwing six bucks on that to win five seventy six. I might make a real life ten dollar bet on Everton. Oh wow! I mean against Burnley, and it's minus one hundred five, mate. I mean that's bananas. So honestly, my lock of the century is Everton over Burnley. That might be one of my first DraftKings uh, bets, yeah. folks. For all listening, I'm I'm switching over from Bet Rivers to DraftKings. Shout out DraftKings. There it is. All right. Um, Do you have your picks now? Yes. All right. What do you got? Um. So. I'm going to go Manchester City. I know it's a bad line, but whatever. Okay. They're minus 1,000. Yeah, it's a parlay? This, yeah. yeah. Parlay them with Everton minus 1.75. Okay. Minus. Oh, you're doing the Asian. The Asian line. And that's plus 400. That that parlay is plus 400. No, the parlay is plus 450. Okay. And I'm putting 10 bucks to win $45. <laughs> okay. What? Now, here's the you thing. Can, if that's your lock of the century, surely they win no, by two. But, but if they win by two, you get half that money, right? I think with parlays, it's all or nothing with Asians. It's it's not because I, I saw your other one, and it slashed your line because you oh. won half the bet. That's why you that's why it lowered that odds. Do you remember oh, it was lowered? So, oh, yeah. So you'll have to let me know what the result of that oh, is. Are you I really doing that. that or no? Yeah, in real life, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'll put City in that because I don't know if it's even worth the risk. Okay. Could, well, I guess I could do the math because what technically I mean, I put, like, happens... I like Celtic in it or some Scottish team. Okay. Because what technically happens is half your money goes into Everton minus two, half goes into minus one and a half. Oh, okay. So if they win two nothing, you win half that parlay. You'll still win a decent amount of money from this, but it won't be for you. It'll be like 20, maybe 25 or something. I don't know. Which It'll is still hit. good. Okay. So Asian <laughs> Handy, if you end up making that bet, let me know and we, have to, we can figure the mathematics out for I, I mean, surely we can uh with that said that'll do it uh people let us know your gambling corner picks i thought we were on pace to finish and then i think we got on a tangent about uh about the guy in this the bus and the seat on the bus and then also sarah fuller the kicker for Vanderbilt. <laughs> i we were on such good you know what i figured out i found out that if we stuck to just soccer we'd be done in like an hour an hour ten but I think we talk a lot about like Mount Rushmore stuff. Then we talk about nonces. Then we, you know, so that's what does it. But people like it, right? Okay. Yeah. People enjoy that stuff. Let us know, guys, uh, if you have any other input on this. Um, and I think that's Aaron it. Aaron Rodgers started COVID. That's what Arian says, yeah. Do you agree? I mean, if you watched Borat, apparently Borat started COVID. I think they snuck it in with uh, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> All right. Uh, Steve had something to say about that. He said it was only to kill the Bears, didn't he? When you guys... Well, it's gone all south, and look what Aaron Rodgers has done. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, anything else you want to say before we log off for this episode? No. Just um, keep going. I don't know what to say. All right. Uh, <laughs> I think this is a stressful period for a lot of people, you know? It Last is. Last quarter, um, as far as like... Well, schools hitting towards finals uh-huh. work with their, you know, quotas... Because you're about to head into the holidays. It's tough, yeah. So yeah, just fucking troop it out. Unless some of you have mailed it, in. mailed it in. Nikhil said people mail it in. Yeah. So I guess just fucking troop it, in, troop it out, and um, 
just so you can enjoy the last couple days of the year and just get wasted and eat a lot of good food. So. All right. So with that said, let's give it to the third place manager in La Liga ahead of Real Madrid and Barcelona, Unai Emery. Aloha. Love you guys. Good evening, Alexa. Please to play uh, my favorite song. Good evening. 